This is Central Parish Radio Podcast. You're about to listen to Pastor E.A. Adeyemi's ministration on the Word of God. God bless you as you listen. You will see us through the second half also in the name of Jesus. And every blessing, every miracle, every new opportunity, every breakthrough that you have for us in the second half, Father, we pray, none of it shall elude us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Blessed be your name. We also know that no evil will come near any of us in this second half. We pray 31 days of July. Father Almighty, we pray, no evil will come near any of us. All the traps along, the, along our path, you will remove them before we get there. Father Almighty, we pray. In all our surroundings, on the right hand, on the left hand, the back and the front, your, your host will surround us with almighty power. Thank you, Father. We shall go forth in peace. We shall return in peace. And Lord, and all the time, whenever we come back to you, Lord, it will be to give you testimonies. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Today, we shall begin to look at the riches of Christ. The riches of Christ. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to 21. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to 21. That he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his by spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ with perfect knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages world without end. Amen. The Bible tells us about the riches of Christ. And these riches manifest in various ways. For example, in this particular passage that we have read, the riches of Christ is described as riches of his glory. Jesus Christ is rich in glory. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible talks about riches of his grace. Ephesians Chapter 1, verse 7. Our Lord Jesus is also rich in grace. Not only is he rich in glory, he's also rich in grace. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Ephesians 2, 4. The Bible says, is rich in mercy. Is rich in mercy. We are asked in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. The Bible talks about riches of the full Assurance of understanding. Riches of the full assurance of understanding. So when you, when you look at the riches of Christ, it goes beyond what money could buy. It's not denominated in naira and cover, not denominated in dollar and cent. It is denominated in what God can give. And what God can give is only limited by who God himself is. And our God is our sufficiency. He is much more than anything that anyone could ever imagine. 
is the almighty, the all-sufficient one. The riches of Christ is beyond what many of us are running after today. At such a time like this that we live in in our nation, it's, it's, it's pretty important that we begin to think about the fact that the riches that God has made available to us can take care of all our needs, and after all said and done, we will have more than enough. At a time like this, when things are generally hard, it's possible for us that we begin to limit what God can do. We do not need to be told that there is hardship everywhere. We can all see it. The general climate of our country is out of luck and difficulties and hopelessness. At such a time like this, we need a different approach to the common stories. We need to hear what God is saying in these troubled times. The epistle to the, to the officials was written to believers who were living in a hostile environment. In fact, much more hostile than whatever we are going through now. Many of them were ostracized by members of their families. Many of them were sorely persecuted. Many of them were denied employment. And at that time, the only family that remained for them was the church. We must also not forget of the fact that many of the people that initially joined the church, who were, who, I mean, to whom the gospel appealed, were mainly slaves. And many of these slaves, they have raised families where they have been sold to. And because they have decided to give their lives to Christ, their owners will sell them, sell them far away and separate them from their family permanently. There are some of them could be killed because they have refused the religion of their master. Slaves like Onesimus that we had, I mean, heard about in the book of, of, of Philemon actually ran away. When he ran away from his master, Philemon, he ran to Paul in Rome. And Paul had to uh, minister to him. He became a Christian. And then he sent him back to Philemon with a letter. That was the reason why we have the epistle to Philemon. Slaves in those days had no right. And several of them, they suffered sore persecutions. Many of them, they lost their lives because they gave their life to Jesus Christ. So this epistle uh, comes in handy to us at this point in time. There was a reason why Jesus had to uh, lay it upon the heart of Paul to write his epistle. And that was the reason why, when he was writing, he referred to what money cannot buy. He talks about the riches of his glory. And he said, it is by his riches and glory that we can be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. I pray for every one of us listening this particular morning on this important day, uh, on this first day of the month of July, this particular month that is, we can call the month of perfection, that everything that concerns us, just as this particular epistle was revealing how God could perfect his purpose in our life, I believe that everything that concerns you will be perfected in the name of the Lord Jesus. Apostle Paul now was telling the officials, he said, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. At the time we live, 
The most important thing that could happen to us is to strengthen our faith. He said we must be rooted. We must be grounded in love. We must love God more than we have ever done. This is not the time for you to begin to doubt your salvation. To doubt the commitment that you have made to Christ. To doubt your decision to follow Christ to the end. Things will be hard, but your God has not changed. There may be changes in financial climate. There may be changes in political climate. There may be changes in economic climate. But the God you serve has not changed. It remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the only way you can experience uh, is immutability. The only way you can explain the fact that it remains the same forever is to be rooted and to be grounded in love. He said, it is when this happens that you will be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of this love. It's important for you to know that up till now, we have not comprehended the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of this love. We have not comprehended it. It is much more than we can ever imagine. Oh, you've heard testimonies before. Oh, God has come through for you in various ways before. But may I tell you, you have not seen one upon one million of what God can do in the lives of those that love him. And the Bible says, And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. I pray that for someone who is listening to me this morning, you will begin to appreciate the love of Christ and knew this, this, this love that passes knowledge, this love that God can release into your heart to fill you with the fullness of God. I pray that for someone who is listening to me today, may you be able to experience the power of God in such a way that you, be, you begin to do exceeding abundantly above all you can, all you can ever ask or think. Because the power of God will begin to work in your heart more than ever before. As you comprehend this, this, this love, as you comprehend the power that he had released, as you comprehend all, I mean, the breadth and length and depth and height of his love, you will suddenly realize that God can do more than you know about him. I pray you will comprehend in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, let's, let's look at it very briefly. I'll just be looking at some promises to assure us of what God had promised us and assured us of. Some promises in his word. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Matthew 28, verse 20, the Bible says, in the second half of that passage, Alone, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The Lord Jesus tells the people, it, it, I mean, he was telling the disciples before he left them. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Now, he knew that by the time he had left, there would be quite a lot of challenges that would confront them. He knew that he was leaving these few people. They were very few. And at the time that he met, I mean, uh, he met with them on the, uh, on, on the, on the month of Olivet. There were only 500 of them. And he was committing a great task. The task of reaching the whole world. Out of few people. So he had to assure them. It doesn't matter what may happen. Lo, behold, 
I am with you all the time. Not some of the time. Jesus Christ knows exactly what we are going through in Nigeria today as Nigerians. He knows what our brethren in the northern part of Nigeria, what they are going through. He knows the activities of the terrorists and the bandits. He knows what they are doing in the Middle Belt. In the past one or two weeks, hundreds of people have lost their lives. Several people have been declared homeless. Property have been destroyed. Property have been carted away. All kinds of, of dangers have visited people. Jesus knows all this. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. It doesn't matter what is happening now. It's not new to him. He's your God. It remains the same. Jesus knew that they are going to remove one subsidy. He knew the government that will be in power at every point in time, the powers that be are ordained of the Lord. Jesus knew our challenges, but he also has solution. And he's telling us, even in the midst of the challenges, don't lose hope. No, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Philippians 1 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of, Christ, of Jesus Christ. Being confident. Paul was writing to the Philippians. And remember, he was actually writing this letter in prison. Yet, he was writing confidently. He was assuring those who are free, even though he was in bondage. He was assuring them that he was confident. As confident as he was, he could also tell other people that they should also be confident. Because the one who has started a good work in us, he will perfect what he has started. Be confident of this very thing. That he who began a good work in you, he will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. We have not believed carefully designed fable. The fact that we are giving our life to Jesus Christ is not based on the fact that some people told us some stories. It is the fact that we also, we are, we, we are eyewitnesses. We have tasted of the love of Christ. We are partakers of all that he had promised. And without any doubt, you can say, Jesus Christ is alive. And because he's alive, we can, we can say confidently that he who has started a good, a good work in us, he will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. So I want to assure you, brethren, I want your heart to be at rest. I want you to know that he who saved you, he can save you to the uttermost. He's still the one in charge. Had been in charge before, he's in charge now, he'll be in charge forever. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Riches of Christ is based on the fact that Jesus Christ is seated on the highest throne of the whole universe. He is richer than the richest because he sits on the highest throne of the whole universe. 
God said, silver is mine. Gold is mine. The cattle upon the thousand hills, they all belong to me. That same God is the one that sits upon the highest throne with Jesus Christ. And Jesus is saying to us categorically, if we look up unto him as the author and the finisher of our faith, we can experience the same riches that to those who had come before us. Look unto him, the author and the finisher of your faith. There are many people at this time who might be, who might be, who might be sad. Some people might even be thinking of committing suicide because um, the person that they thought will give them em uh, political employment or political appointment has not been able to get to power or has not been chosen to be in one place or the other. Many of us, we put our faith, we put our trust in human beings. But you must realize the fact that it is not the person who is in power that matters. It is the fact that you are connected to the highest throne in the whole of the universe. Jesus is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is seated in the highest throne. And the Bible is saying, look unto Jesus. Look unto the one who is the author and the finisher of, of your faith. He had been able to give you the, the most important thing, and that is the salvation of, of, of your soul. What connects you to God is the fact that you are born again. The fact that you are part and parcel of the kingdom of the... He is set at the right hand of the throne of God because of you. And if, if God has saved your soul, if you are a child of God today, in truth and in date, I can assure you there is no, no other thing that he cannot give unto you. The riches of Christ is based on the fact that he sits on the highest throne. Finally, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 57. The Bible says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abandoned in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be ye steadfast, be unmovable. As you enter into the second half of the year, this particular instruction is coming to you specifically. Be more committed to God more than ever. Be unmovable. Be steadfast. Make sure that you are working for God more than ever. Win more souls. Preach the gospel. If there's any time that Nigerians need the good news, this is the time. You know it without any doubt. That everywhere you turn, it's, 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 it is bad news. But may I tell you, the bad news that will still come because of the economic woes, they are still much more than what you are seeing now. But even in the midst of all this bad news, you are the carrier of good news. Share the good news. Be you steadfast. Be unmovable. Make sure that you are abandoned in the work of the Lord. Preach the gospel in the day. Preach it in the time, in the night time. Preach it to those who had heard before. Preach it to those that have, that have ministered to and they shunned you. Because now, they need the good news more than ever. Because the Bible says, you must know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The one you have trusted with your life is still there today.
He wants to hear you preach the gospel. Do your part, and you will see God do his part. In this particular month, the more you work for him, the more he will show up for you. The more you work for him, the more you will feel his presence all around you. That is the essence of the riches of Christ. And that is the essence of him covering you and surrounding you with his host. I want us to begin to pray and to thank God for all that he has taught us this morning. I want you to appreciate him because, you know, this month will be the best for you thus far. All the blessings that you have received in the first six months of the year, the Lord will add them together and do much more for you in this particular month, the month of July, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to give him glory. I want you to appreciate him because God is answering prayers. He remains the same and is the one who has saved your soul. The riches of Christ surpass whatever you have ever experienced in your life. And beginning from this month, you will experience true riches of Christ. As the Almighty God um, introduces himself to you in different ways. Blessed Father, I want to thank you this morning for the word that has sent to us. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that every one of us this month, we will experience the riches of Christ. We will experience the love of Christ. We will experience the glory of Christ. We will experience that particular knowledge. of the, We will understand you more than ever before. Father Almighty, we will begin to comprehend the length, the breadth, the height of your love. Everywhere we go, you will compass us with your glory. My Father, this particular month, let there be a new beginning in every area. Change our story for the better. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. We hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to centralparishradio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.